1: Again, my beautiful screamers And welcome to the holiday edition of Scream Queens It's the podcast where horror gets gay This is episode 305 And tonight we are going all the way back to the year 1946 To take a look at the spooktacular Abbott and Costello comedy The Time of Their Lives And to make things even super more cool Super more cool? Did I just make up a phrase? Yes I did, which is even even more super more cool (laughs) To make things even super more cool, I'm going to be joined by Josh Krebs and Liz Richards from Bloody Date Night. So hold on to your tri-corner hats, kids, because we are going to have a revolution of a party. Which will be hilarious once you know what the movie's about. So for those of you who are new to the show, please allow me to introduce myself. Please, 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 please. My name is Patrick Walsh, and for the past 11 years, I have been your guide to the weird and wonderful and often fabulous world of horror movies. But, little one, beware, because you have to see them through my very, very gay little eyes. <laughs> Hairball. woo! As we kick off this episode, I would just like to say, once again, I have bitten off more than I can chew. You know, I got thrown off last time by the Friday the 13th spectacular that snuck up up on me. And I thought I could cram another two episodes in before the end of November, and it's just not going to happen. But that's okay. I'm just keeping it the schedule, but I'm just bump, bump, bumping it back to the regular schedule. So what was going to be the last episode in November, Clash of the Titans from 1981, is going to be the first episode in December. Cool, great, groovy. Patrick, those don't sound like horror movies. You're doing an Abdic of Stella movie and a Swords and Sandals fantasy film? Yes, yes, I am. Yes, I am. As I stated previously, and, you know, initially I was concerned about all the stress going into the election. You know, how much problems I was having watching horror movies going into that time. And, you know, not just watching horror movies. That wasn't just a problem. The problem was dealing with reality in general. So... And I said, I don't know how things are going to be. Maybe it will be cool if we just take a step back, look at things that are horror-adjacent, and look at some comfort films. Films that make you feel warm and fuzzy and safe, but are still kind of horror-adjacent. Like, today we're talking about ghosts, and the next time we're going to be talking about monsters. And men in blood and But that's not the point right now. And then it occurred to me that, yes, I'm feeling better now that the election is over. Yeah, there's still a lot of doubt and uncertainty and weirdness and craziness going on, but overall, I don't feel... Like, I'm going to implode at any moment. I'm sleeping better, I'm eating better, I'm relaxing better, I'm able to watch some scary movies, so things must be getting better. But then I realized, you know what? Maybe it's not getting better for everybody out there. (laughs) Maybe a lot of you are still under some stress, right? And the other thing that has occurred to me is that things have gotten worse on the COVID side. And I know a lot of people are starting to feel what we here in New York were feeling way back in April and May and June that kind of paranoia and and things are getting bad a lot of people going into genuine lockdown for the first time and also it's affecting people's upcoming holidays Thanksgiving is happening in America next week and a lot of people won't be seeing their families and loved ones and they're not dealing with that well and who knows what's going to happen with Christmas right and maybe maybe you don't want to hear horror movies right about right now either so this is also not just comfort for me it's going to be comfort for everybody let's just take a warm little hug tone things down for a couple of weeks for the beginning of the holiday season, and then we can rip off that Band-Aid for Christmas. What does that mean, Patrick? Well, you know how I'm trying to break my own rules this year? And like, like I'm doing films like that, that I normally wouldn't cover, you know, the ones that everyone else has covered, the ones everyone has seen, and I already broke that rule. I did a whole month on John Carpenter films. And I'm going to continue that trend for Christmas. Because as you know, every year I do the highly inappropriate... Holiday special where I talk about a movie that has nothing to do with Scream Queens or horror or the holidays and is usually foul. We're not doing that this year. We're actually going to talk about holiday horror movies. Patrick, what movie are we going to talk about? I don't know. What? What do you mean you don't know? You're the host. I know I'm the host, silly. I don't know what we're going to talk about because I'm going to let you guys decide. Yep, it's going to be an audience pick for what holiday horror you're going to subject me to this season. I'll be sending around surveys on social media and in the Scream Queens newsletter. And there'll be a link right down there in the show notes. So if you want to pick the movie that we're talking about this holiday season, it's going to be right down there in the show notes. And we've got 11 years to make up for So you guys can be brutal if you want to. Please don't. Please don't say It's Christmas. But today, today today's Christmas Day. Shut up, Tiny Tim, go suck it. So before I bring on Josh and Liz and we go to and Costello City, I would just like to remind you that the time of their lives, if you haven't seen it or if you want to rewatch it, it is available for free in full on the YouTube. And you know, if the episode wets your whistle and you want to check it out, do it. If you want to do it now, that's better. It's not a movie to spoil. I mean, it is what, 80 years old, 80 years, 75 years old. Is that possible? Jesus Christ, whatever. Don't make me do math. Do not make me do math. It's really old. And it's really not a movie to spoil. And we don't really spoil any of the good jokes because most of them are visual. But still, if you want to check it out, it's on the YouTube. And without any further ado, let me bring on Josh and Liz from Bloody Date Night and talk about the time of their lives from 1946. Right after we listen to this ultra-fabulous trailer. Shimmy, shimmy, coco pop, shimmy, shimmy, pop.
2: What a predicament for Chubby Lou. He's a ghost, all right. A relic from revolutionary days, chained to the manor by a ghostly curse. And when, in our day and age, the manor is restored, and some perfectly modern people move in, what can the poor ghost do? I'm gonna haunt him. That's what I'm gonna do. Mm -hmm. Emily, when you first came in here, did you or did you not kick me? I felt something. Eh? Uh, I uh. I thought so. It's you they're after. <laughs>
0: Hear me. Who are you? What are you?
3: Identify yourselves. Cuthbert Greenway, you know who I am. I'm Horatio Prim, the little tinker, and this is Melody Allen. We were on our way to warn General Washington about Benedict Arnold. Horatio, and then, Horatio. I mean, but I gotta... Don't
0: be silly. Don't you realize they can't hear us?
3: Thank you, Dr. Greenway. Thank you.
2: Millie! Really? Oh! You don't all stop acting like a bunch of crazy lunatics. I'm going to start behaving like one myself.
0: (laughs) Probably.
1: (laughs) So, joining me for this first post-Halloween voyage into, I don't know what is going to be, comfort, comfort films, comfort films, joining me on this voyage into comfort. We have two people that, well, they're just comfort personifies. You know, I just want to sit on them. <laughs> I want to fluff them up and just sit on them like a big, fluffy futon. Now, some of you almost... <laughs> <laughs> Got it. The looks that they're giving me like you, we, we, you know, we need to be consulted if we're side upon <laughs> first and if we're fluffed. Who's fluffing whom and who's sitting on whom? When? Okay, we'll all work that out in the logistics. But anyway, I'm thrilled to have back on the show the two hosts of the Bloody Date Night podcast. They've been here many, many moons. Normally they'd be doing the uh, Halloween pod-a-thon for us now if there was one, but they're not. So they're doing this. Yay! So put your hands together for uh, everybody's favorite New York City residents who fled us for Texas Josh Krebs and Liz Richards. Everybody.
4: Hello. It's always good to be uh, described as like the Ottomans of um, of,
5: podcasting.
1: of
4: podcasting. Yes, yes, yeah.
1: yeah. Okay, so welcome back to the show, Josh and Liz. Thanks for having us. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm surprised I am having you back after you abandoned us to go to Texas. Well,
4: yeah. it, it doesn't help that you keep on describing us as the Ottomans of the podcasting community. <laughs> you want you want a, a futon? Set, futon? Oh no,
5: I'm sorry, a futon. Yeah, an ottoman might be a step up.
1: <laughs> I'm not your rent-a-boy. True Joji has a joke in his one-man show. It's like, this guy's so boring. He's like an Ottoman. Someone like broke into <laughs> your house and stole an Ottoman. Nobody would care. People would be like, oh my God! <laughs> what over to the Ottoman! <laughs> so the movie that we are here today to talk about is the 1946 Abbott and Costello comedy, The Time of Their Lives. Now, uh, you two did not grow up in the New
4: York area. Am I correct? Mm-mm. Absolutely not.
5: Both grew okay. up in Texas.
1: Yeah
4: especially not during the 1946 because we weren't born then.
1: I'm also very disappointed. you did not leave to go to Texas to
4: work in a whorehouse there. Oh, no. <laughs> the best little, had a little whorehouse.
5: It. Man, if I... Man.
4: The I only would... one that's open right now. <laughs> the only one. During COVID, we're the only whorehouse that is still <laughs> operating. <laughs>
5: The saddest little whorehouse in Texas. <laughs>
4: <laughs> also, I'm I'm growing my Burt Reynolds uh, mustache pretty wide right now, uh, and, and it's fully becoming into a beard. So, yeah, yeah I, I thought you were going for those antlers on the front oh, of the trucks, oh, like mountain chops, sort of, <laughs> or like the Carly no, the, things in the front of trucks where you beep, 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 oh, oh yeah, okay. he's talking about he's talking long-horns. about the longhorns, yeah, okay, yeah, lo- a longhorn mustache.
5: True story, my uh, my great uncle Bummy had a Cadillac that had the. Longhorns in the front of it, like he's Bummy is like what you picture.
4: He's like Foghorn Leghorn. He's amazing. He's like okay. He's basically like you know those action movies where like a cop is like I have to commandeer this vehicle, and it's always like some very uh, eccentric person who's driving this very extravagant car. That's Bummy. That's the person <laughs> that the cops decide to commandeer their vehicle. He's just like, all right, if that's what's got to happen, that's what's going. to But I'm going to sit next to you to make sure you don't touch my radio. Yeah. Because it's right at the stations that I
1: like. Whatever you do, do not look in the glove compartment. (laughs)
4: Don't look in the glove compartment.
5: Yeah. Bubby had a cream colored Cadillac with long horn, with the long horn horns on the front of it Mm -hmm. when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Just amazing. Chef's
4: kiss. Chef's
5: Mm
1: -hmm. kiss of a person. Wow. Okay, so (laughs) that was fun.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, this is what we do. We tangent. No,
1: I don't mind. I don't mind. It's like this is human interaction that I haven't had in eight months. I know. It's great, (laughs) isn't it? yeah yeah are you guys okay? because oh. I realize this is the first time I've had you on where no babies were thrown over cliffs in a movie that I made you watch.
5: <laughs> I know I kept waiting for something dramatic, but you know
4: when I mean we do get, this is
5: going so well for everybody involved.
4: How yeah. does that happen we get we do get a murder though, and some people push in a well, so we definitely, we definitely do get a Bly man or the ring type of vibe from this movie at some point so well,
1: I suppose but i I guess if you've come to depend on Babies being thrown from cliffs.
4: Yeah, well, Cos- uh, uh, Costello kind of looks like a big baby.
5: He's a big baby thrown in a
1: well. He's a big
4: baby thrown in a well in this movie. That is true. He definitely acts That's like true. a child a lot of the time. Yeah, <laughs> yep. yes, he does. Yes, he
1: does. <laughs> well, the reason I asked what if you grew up in New York, in New York, uh, or not, is that for many, 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 many years, many years, on Channel Eleven WPIX, every Sunday at eleven thirty a.m., they showed a different Abin Costello movie. Oh, so for kids of a certain time frame, we grew up on these. Oh wow! And they did something like forty-nine movies. Yeah, they so had like a, a, a ton. Yeah. yeah,
5: I remember because the last time I ever saw an Abbott and Costello was actually Mr. Gaddy's, which is a pizza chain in Texas. Oh yeah, and their big thing was when you went, they had two rooms that had like huge uh, television screens. And one room was, like, the parents' room, and it always had, like, the news or, you know, whatever the Thursday night TV was. And the kids' one was Abbott and Costello and Little Rascals. Mm.
4: Yeah.
5: And, like, so when we were kids, it'd be like, oh, my gosh, we get to go. My sister, and I would go and sit in the, you know, in the kids' room and eat our pizza and watch. watch
1: Mildly racist entertainment. (laughs) Yep, yep,
4: yep. (laughs) While while the parents are also watching Fox News, which is mildly racist. Mildly racist entertainment entertainment. in the other.
5: Yeah, I feel like they were watching more like it was like Mad About You. It was like you know it was the whatever Friends. was on.
1: We're gonna watch the things that we can't watch around the kids. Uh
5: huh. It yeah. was like
1: that
4: kind of stuff. Yeah, just mm-hmm. full on pornos. Yep. <laughs> People doing it.
5: Mm, pizza, guys. pizza, and a porno. Everyone <laughs> loves that. And
4: a porno. <laughs> there was a I can't remember what college it was, but the, wow. they used to do they used to do fried chicken and porno uh viewings. They used oh, to have yeah, fried I remember and porno that. Parties. I heard about that. And um I
5: didn't attend, I remember hearing about <laughs> it. <laughs> I supplied sure
4: the chicken. Is. Yeah. Sure Liz. Sure Liz.
1: I just bought the chicken for I everybody. I had his t shirt for no reason,
4: okay? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody left it in my room. <laughs> chicken and porn. This but this is um I honestly, this is I think also the first Abbott and Costello movie I think I've ever seen. Oh really? really? Yeah. Yeah, I've never checked out the Wolfman movies. I've never seen it when they, they hang out with uh, Dracula or Godzilla mm-hmm. or when they kick it with Frankenstein. Isn't there isn't there a movie happening
1: They do not kick it with Godzilla, but I wish they did. <laughs>
4: <laughs> they meet Hellraiser the at one
1: point.
4: But I've not seen any Abbott and Costello movies previously to this, so I appreciate you, Patrick, for having this be my inaugural Ab- Abbott and Costello. I'm gonna pop that cherry, bam, bam. Ooh. Yeah, one for Bud, boom. One for Loop. Was <laughs> so, so was this this was was this like in the middle or towards the end of their career? At what at what they, time they, they worked the they worked to the fifties, but they never got along well. Oh, that's a great thing to have when you're doing a comedy duo. They wrote they wrote a movie specifically so that they did not have to do any scenes with you know, each other that's so,
5: that's so funny because when we were watching it I was like who's the ca- Abbott and Costello were like in more scenes together but not in this movie
1: no they never got along well I no, guess never, never, I guess never, never, it's never. a
4: good idea also to make a movie where your your scene mate is dead and you don't see the scene mate <laughs> what does that say about the that's relationship right,
5: you have to even the <laughs> scenes where they're together you have to film separately yeah
4: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah mm-hmm. So that's how that was going on. but the thing is Oddly enough, like like I said, I grew up with all these, and most of them are very, 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 very slapstick, very, 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 very light on plot, very, yeah. very short on anything less than cutesy aweshucks shucks endings. But this one, even though they're not working together, I think really resonates. I think it's a gorgeous little film.
5: Yeah,
1: yeah. just c- c- past the slapstick and gets into some nice stuff.
4: Yeah, uh, it's it's um, for a moment there are a lot of moments in this movie where I was just like. There's, there's got to be a turn or a twist or something. And it, obviously the twist was that th- they turn into fucking ghosts. They're all lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> they're
5: all That's lesbians. Right. Oh my God, they're lesbians. <laughs> oh, shit. When, just, when, one, uh, when, just
1: one, uh, maybe two. Just yeah. one, maybe two. Hi, this is Patch from the Future. I just wanted to point out, please, if you're new to the show, don't be offended by that last comment. That was a reference to the last time Josh and Liz were on the show last Halloween, where we covered the movie The Uninvited from 1944, in which all the ghosts... We're coded lesbian character. Listen, go listen to that show, figure it out. No, dig lesbians. Love by lesbians. Love by lesbians. Sister sisters. Back to the show.
4: When Horatio started scissoring with uh, John Smith at one point in the movie, I was like, "Wow, these two lesbians just can't stop touching each other." There's Ben Franklin. Thank you, but yeah, sure, Ben thanks. Franklin. <laughs> John, John Smith. Smith. Yeah, there, every every re- revolutionary person is named John Smith. Yes. Like at That's at true. one point.
1: It's yeah. true, it's true. You know, I realized we didn't do something very basic. I think I make Liz do it most of the time. So Josh, Josh I don't need do you to give my listeners a nice tight 30 second plot summary of the time of their lives and be prepared, surprises may lay in store. The clock starts now.
4: So basically this guy, Horatio, he was a tinker of this uh, revolutionary, uh, during the Revolutionary War. okay, let's free. go.
5: He goes to this house to find the woman he's going to elope with, but instead, uh, the house gets attacked, and they end up falling down a well, Horatio and this other
4: woman. Go. Uh, But at the same time, Horatio has this uh, letter from George Washington that will vindicate him from the curse put on him by the British soldiers when they push him down in the well and murder his ass. Let's
5: go. Because when they pushed him down a well, the people who murdered him thought that he was a traitor, but he wasn't a traitor. And the Washington letter would prove it. So as a ghost, he has to find the Washington letter so that he can be free.
1: Kids, that was so good. I let you go over time. That's excellent. It. Also, there's a lot of shimmying involved.
5: Oh, yeah. I love I love that little ghost shimmy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: if I had any idea that being a ghost involved that amount of shimmying, I would not be afraid of the afterlife at all.
5: You know, the first time she did it, um, what is her name, Margaret?
1: Lady Margaret? Um, melody.
5: Melody. melody excuse
1: me melody played by the fabulous marjorie reynolds
5: that's what i was great. thinking yeah
1: oh my god um, she's fucking hot yeah
5: she's great i know she's gorgeous yeah. right
1: when she comes out in her fabulous little period revolutionary warped satin satin blouse
5: <laughs> i know i told josh i was like i don't think these costumes are 100 accurate yeah.
1: i don't think these costumes are accurate and i don't care They're yeah,
4: fabulous. No, they look great. <laughs> uh, during the be- beginning of the movie it was like america during the american revolution and i looked at liz as like ah yes the american revolution where everyone looked like george washington <laughs> It was just like powdered wigs everywhere. Like no, no real difference can be told with all right. The-
5: and then Melody shows up in that beautiful silk blouse and a, a pointed bra. I was like, that's not, that's not right. But she looks great.
1: She, she looks great. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Like,
5: but the first time that she did that little shimmy, I thought, <laughs> oh, she's getting into the harness so she can fly <laughs> because that's <laughs> what we're gonna see. But then I was like, oh no, no, that's just there. That's just the way that these ghosts move.
1: We gotta get our boobs moving to get our ectoplasm going. Mm.
4: <laughs> Both of them, I guess. Luke uh, Costello would have to do it as much harder
1: than she. Yeah, would he to, does.
5: He does, but does like pretty, pretty aggressively shimmy.
1: Which he does. But you just, that's the other thing. This is missing. Normally, that their movies are steeped in. Ha ha! It's funny because he's fat. Oh. Mm. Bits of it here, and it's. Not as harsh as it normally is.
4: I I was very surprised at the special effects in this movie for a movie from 1946. Yeah, like I, it, it must have been fucking mind blowing for people to see this when they at first, you know, during during the 40s. When that dress drops, and she walks butt naked back up the yeah.
5: <laughs> Except she's wearing stockings. Oh yeah, <laughs> because you can still see her like legs Yeah, and, the and, need and to... You can see
4: her uh, arms, I think, at one point too. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So she's just nude with stockings. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> it oh, would well, have been well. a lot of effort to just like roll the stockings down and get look if you ever tried putting stockings on and off it's hard
4: especially on stairs come on, yeah. it's just on yeah. stairs
5: you to fall down them
4: yeah and then uh lou costello is always like the gag the continuing gag is that he can't get a a feel of how to like go in and he can go through things yeah and he gets stuck in the um like the the i don't even know what you call it like kind of like the. Um,
5: it's like that bench that's under the window, yeah, like a window seat. Window seat, seat. yeah, seat. like a yeah. window seat.
4: I was like, I was like, that's actually pretty cool. Like that, good for them to like utilize this this ghost aspect of and really have fun with it. So I guess like in the 1940s, it's just like fucking they're ghosts. We've,
5: yeah, well, we've talked about it. I love practical effects. Mm-hmm. I think they're so fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wish more people. I wish they did that now more more nowadays instead of like I don't know CGI. To me, always looks dated like instantly it looks dated yeah. because the technology exactly so fast
4: yeah exactly i'm right but there with man,
5: but practical effects are just so cool
4: yeah when she when she floats down from the fucking tree and Lou Costello's like i, I could have done that i just don't want to
5: oh yeah he like does a big jump and she's just like yeah.
4: I, I like how this fat idiot forgets that he's a ghost yeah <laughs> like he constantly forgets that he has it's only powers. been
1: 200 what, what it's only been 165 years yeah <laughs> right yeah <laughs>
4: And also, it's really weird at one point where he he's talking to Mistress Melody, and it, it's kind of like he's going to propose to her. Oh, yeah. there's and,
1: a and Well, she, there's that scene where she is totally hot for Tinker. Yeah. She is totally she's, hot for Tinker. The Tree. She's like, oh.
5: It's taken her 200 years to put her arm around him.
1: Mm.
5: And then uh, does she think they're going to get married? Like, what? And then it doesn't happen, and then it, we never address it again because they both have sweethearts on the other side.
4: But then you'd have, if, if they were to get married, there would have to be some sort of priest that would get killed on the property. A ghost priest. A ghost, a ghost priest, so he could do race, the ceremony. Right. Yeah.
1: So And how does that work? Because until you know, death do us part? So I yeah.
4: So, I mean, yeah. How from gonna, death to us start? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Also, I, w- I want to point out how many similarities this has to Bly Manor. Have you seen Bly Manor yet, Patrick?
1: Yes, I have. Don't get me started. I mean to bring anything up? Don't get up. me started. Oh Don't get no! Me started. Not not mm-hmm. a lot. Sacrificial Negroes and sacrificial gays all over the place. The two most hated tropes in horror. Uh oh. Yeah. But they're British. So all the way, all the rich straight white people get their happy endings. Everybody who's queer or of color dies or is miserable and alone for the rest of their lives. Can't move on.
4: I just uh, I just wanted to see I just wanted more dolls. I just wanted more dolls in it. More creepy dolls.
1: Mm-hmm. my dolls, I need my dolls I'm very nearly O'Hara, but I can't think of it. name Patty, Patty? Patty Duke oh, Patty Pally Duke, was yeah. dolls, okay. doll's joke gay stuff, my aunts is laughing their heads off get it. <laughs> so sorry heterosexuals, am I right? Jesus Christ
4: you get that
1: I just want to backtrack about just the uh, the beginning of the story because we kind of dove right in without much ado I forgot there's like this really tightly packed 15 minutes at the top hmm. a lot of information happens
5: yeah yeah
1: hello this is Patrick from the future again even though we stopped Josh and Liz and I still didn't do the best job of setting up the intro to the story which if we don't know is going to be hard to follow as we go forward so here's a quick summary picture it Danbury Acres 1780 there's this huge party going on yeah there's powdered wigs hoop skirts hops the minuets this shit is off the hook yo big party going on. And there's two main stories that we have to focus on. The story of Mistress Melody and the story of Horatio the Tinker. Now, Mistress Melody, of course, is the mistress of the manor. It's her party. And her fiancé, Tom, is secretly a traitor the American Revolution. She gets some hints of it, winds up eavesdropping on a conversation that she's not supposed to hear about how he's going to turn coat on General Washington and betray him to the British Army in exchange for rewards and riches. Mistress Melody is like, oh, hell no, says, I got to do something about this. She dresses up like a man and is determined to set out, reach the American Army, and warn them that her fiancé is a traitor. Meanwhile, we have Horatio Prim, who's a tinker, played by Lou Costello. He's in love with a servant at the house, an indentured servant at the house named Nora. Nora is being hit on by Bud Abbott, who was the butler. You know, drunken butler, really boozy, really gropy
2: really rapey. Not cool.
0: So, Master Cuthbert, <laughs> up to your old tricks again, I see.
2: Oh, Nora, just a nipper, too. But I'd even give that up if you did.
0: I know, if I'd marry you. Well, you could become the biggest e in all the colonies, and my answer would still be no.
2: But Nora... I have saved up enough money to pay your bond to Master Danbury. Why, you'd be a free woman, Nora.
0: No, thank you, Cuthbert. I'd rather be bound to the master than tied to the likes of you. So,
2: you're still in love with that little fat, stupid tinker?
0: Little he may be. Fat? Well, there's nothing wrong with an extra pound of flesh. But stupid? You'll never see the day when you're half as smart as my Horatio. Uh,
1: Horatio Prem is supposed to be arriving tonight with enough money to buy Nora out of her indentured servitude. But it turns out he didn't get the money. Well, he got the money. But he wanted up giving it to other people because they needed it more than he did, because he's a good guy.
0: Tinker. You've not got the money.
3: What is you, Nora? Things are very hard, and folks can't pay me. When I first started the trip, I had a pound, 14 shillings and sixpence. then I found that a lot of my customers were badly off. So I bought them food with my pound and 14 shillings. What happened to your pence? I Lost them in a card game.
0: Oh, Horatio, you failed me.
3: Oh, Laura. But what he did get was a
1: letter of commendation from General George Washington.
0: Know all men by these presents Mm -hmm. that the bearer of this letter, Master Horatio Prim, is a splendid artisan whose various skills have served the Continental forces well. I take great pleasure in recommending him to all who need the services of an excellent tinker and a true patriot. Yours truly, George Washington, Commander-in-Chief of the United Colonies. Oh, Horatio, now there's nothing to stop us. Let me take this to Mistress Melody. When she learns you've been praised by General Washington, she'll do everything in her power to help us elope tonight. Yay! Except Bud
1: Abbott has other plans for him, because, you know, like I said, this guy Cuthbert, the, the evil butler, also loves Nora. So he intercepts the whole thing and tricks Horatio and basically winds up locking him in a crate. He brings the letter to Master Tom. Master Tom's like, what the fuck is this? And in the meantime, uh, Nora hears all this. And she's like, hey, hey, that's 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 Master Prim's letter from General George Washington. And Tom's like, General George Washington, he sucks. We gotta get rid of this letter and we gotta get rid of this housekeeper.
0: Who is this Horatio Prim and where is he? I'll not be telling you that, even if you're cutting my tongue out. Well, we'll take care of him later. There's enough evidence in this letter to hang your rebel friend when we've won the war. Oh, Master Tom, you a traitor. You spying little hussy. Get rid of her. She's hurt too much already.
1: So the letter gets hidden away and Nora is kidnapped. Oh, no. Meanwhile, Mrs. Melody is dressed like a man trying to escape the property. She runs into Horatio Prim and she says, Horatio, you need to help me. You need to come with me. The colonies are in trouble. General George Washington is in danger. And he's like, General George Washington, I'll do anything with General George Washington. And they set off to go warn him. And while this is happening, the American George Washington's army is showing up at the property, except it's a whole mistake and identity thing. They show up and... Melanie and Horatio think it's Tom's guys. They think it's the bad guys, so they start shooting at them. And then the soldiers shoot back at them. And Melanie and Horatio are killed. They're killed. They're branded as traitors, and they're thrown down the well.
4: Let's go back to Josh and Liz. I think you're all caught up. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. We're we're given. Uh, we I think we're four. We're four in four years into the American Revolution. Yeah, something like Is that. that. What it yeah, said? It's, it's 1780. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. So it's it's this mansion has people coming.
5: Yeah, they're having a party.
4: Yeah, in and out.
5: They're having a party, and um, I, wh- I love that scene where um, what's the, the the guy, the the lead guy, the the lead guy where he's like, "Don't you want to get married and have a title after Tom, the war's Tom, over?" Tom, my
4: Tom, Tom, yes. Tom. Tom. Fucking Tom. I love how not subtle he is with, with yeah. just saying like maybe there won't be a revolution. What do you mean? Maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe something bad's gonna happen. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Nowaday, darling. I'll have another surprise for you after we married.
2: Oh, but Tom, you you've already promised me the moon. What else might a lady expect?
0: How would you fancy a title, my dear? A title? Lady Danbury, for instance. How does it sound with those lovely ears? Sir Thomas and Lady Danbury.
2: But Tom, after the war, there'll be no titles in our United States.
0: But my angel, what if after the war there should be no United States? What are you talking about?
2: Maybe I'm not working
1: with Benedict Arnold, but maybe the guy I'm working with is with working with him. is all I'm saying.
5: <laughs> Don't you want to have a title? What? There won't be titles after the war. <laughs> well
1: maybe there won't be in the United States after the war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's enough to see it's enough to put uh uh Mistress Melanie in a bit of a tizzy, which is why she throws on what we're supposed to believe are men's clothes, which is that fabulous sad. Yeah, right? I was
5: a little confused. Yeah, that because yeah. well,
1: she's going out riding she's going to go get the the revolutionary army.
5: Right, she's gonna go get her friend Paul Revere, right? Is that what <laughs> you think they say Wade?
1: Basically. Well it wouldn't have been safe for a woman it wouldn't have been safe
4: for a woman to been out. Yeah. I like how everybody – to be cool, everyone says that they're friends with Paul Revere. (laughs) That's like 1860s like (laughs) – it's like that's the way they – A friend uh, of Paul? A friend of Paul.
5: Oh, my buddy Paul. My
4: buddy Paul. Yeah,
1: I know Paul. Oh, yeah, man. I was the one who was like, hey, 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 why do you make it two by C? (laughs)
5: That was was my idea
1: She's like maybe four by land And then like 5 of them
5: coming in the trees You're not going to be able To carry that many lanterns Paul
1: (laughs) No I can do it man I can do it I got some of these Little mini lanterns I got from lanterns
4: And control the horse Paul Paul Paul, Paul. Just Paul Listen to us For a minute He's just not getting it But he did it though
5: Yeah Yeah I do love that They have to like drop in Like Washington Paul Revere Benedict Arnold Very early So it's like remember This is the
4: Revolutionary War Remember these people Oh, Also, I wanted to um, – I was waiting for the, the letter from George Washington that was given to Horatio uh, or, or the letter from George Washington, Horatio, to later on in the movie. I knew it was going to play a pivotal moment, but I, for some reason I was like, oh, it's a letter from the president like in uh, Hateful Eight. So I was waiting for the end of the movie to where like they realize – Kurt Russell confronts Lou Costello and says, is this letter fake? And He's like, of course it is. Yeah. You think, you think <laughs> people would treat me this great if I didn't have a fucking letter from the president? So
5: I know but there was did. there actually wasn't where they showed George Washington's signature. I was like, that looks suspicious. <laughs> yeah.
1: Totally George Washington.
5: It's me, George Washington. Yeah. <laughs>
1: totally. yeah. Yeah. Also, I was like, well, well, I'm so glad I picked this happy comedy that's all about indentured servitude.
5: Yeah. <laughs> it was I mean it was fun. I thought it was fun. It's I always- know, but I'm thinking
1: about it, like the whole the whole plot with Tinker is that he's trying to buy his girlfriend. Out of intention servitude, which is essentially slavery. Is a tinker like
4: a cl- a, a clock? He works on clocks.
5: No, but he, he like repairs pots and pans. I think.
4: Oh, that's the reason why he had the pots and pans when he was coming yeah, in. Yeah,
5: because they because they make that joke. Um, what what's his his girlfriend's name?
4: Nora. Nora. Nora.
5: That Nora is putting holes in all the pots and pans, That's so that he right. has to keep coming by. Right,
4: right, right. Okay. Yeah. And he's sleeping when he's fucking on, on the horse, which I actually I kind of like. The
5: horse knows the way.
4: The horse knows the way. And also, I love those introductions for characters. <laughs> and not just for
1: Christmas, either. Yeah, yeah
4: exactly. <laughs> it's those introductions for characters, like, where it's just, like, They're they're like described as stupid and lazy and like completely incompetent and then somebody just goes no you just don't know him. Cut to him sleeping on a horse. Yeah, (laughs) I always love like
5: with under a blanket under a blanket
4: very impressive.
5: Yeah,
1: I was like that's pretty cool. He got a well-trained horse. What can I say? Mm -hmm. God bless that horse. He tinkered up some early GPS in that shit. He
5: just put it on autopilot. It was like mule PS. Get us
1: down. This movie was such an important part of my life that I named one of my cats Tinker. He just Aww. wandered in. Oh. One day, just, I was sitting on the porch and just sat next to me. I'm going, you're too small to be out on your own. Let's yeah. hang oh. out for your mom. And mom never came. Yeah. So he uh, stayed. So, sometimes
5: cats just find you, mm. you know. I found a sucker. Got
1: him. <laughs> exactly. Got a live one. <laughs> mm-hmm. They know.
4: Got lucky. Yeah. yeah. Somebody got lucky and somebody became a sucker. Yeah. <laughs> But watching it this time, I'm going,
1: because I, I, all of a sudden I was clued into all the bad things going on at the beginning of this movie mm-hmm. because of where we are. I'm going, huh. Yeah. Because huh. it's all this kerfuffle. The, this is the most time that Abbott and Costello have scenes together when Abbott is the butler of his house who's a drunk and an asshole. He loves Nora. He's the same girl that uh, Tinker likes. And he knows that he's got the money to... Uh, by out of servitude, so he has this whole elaborate hijinks to get him out of the way and her out of the way and embarrass everybody. But everything goes bananas when, to get, when the army shows up to arrest everybody and Tom has Nora kidnapped and I realize... <laughs> I think they killed her that night because when you see her later in Everett, she's wearing the same outfit. I think they killed yeah, her the right, same but, night. They, but
5: they must have taken her somewhere else because if she had died on the property, she would have been there and they would have... Right. F- no,
1: because they didn't have the big weird guy going with the reading his little parchment. Yeah. a <laughs> <laughs> creepy thing. You'll stay here till crack of doom. Yeah. yeah.
2: Hear me, ye faithless souls. May you lie there in everlasting torment. With but one name to identify your rotting bones. Traitors. And unless some evidence proves us wrong, I curse your miserable spirits to be bound to Danbury Acres till crack of doom. Because yeah.
5: you're a traitor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were just like, up, oh, they're a traitor. Like <laughs> Just shoot shoot first, ask questions later is what happens. It's a war, man. It was a war. Yeah. They were shooting at the wrong people, and the other people were shooting at everyone was shooting at the wrong right, people. I love I love when uh, when Tinker like puts that together, he's like, They thought that we were this and we thought that they were that and they thought that th- these people were Oz that people odds bodkins. <laughs> odds Bodkins.
4: I have the uh, I mean, I think that being thrown, being murdered and thrown in a well is the most savage plot point in a horror movie or any type of murder thriller it it was like very dark and very fast like It's like, oh, Jesus. It's just like, we we murdered these people. Throw them in the well.
1: And now, Get let's back to the fun. <debut> Look, they're putting their hands through each other. <laughs> yeah. Learning he's a ghost. Now, let's put these fucking murdered ghosts in electricity Look, he's drinking, house. He's drinking stuff, and it's coming out the bullet holes. It's so is
4: this fun? Oh, man. I love
1: that. I love that bit as a kid. That bit was great. Yeah. With
4: the water. I (laughs) I mean, yeah, again, it must have been like super fun to have these little moments where it's like, oh, yeah, we can just have water coming out of this person's body from the bullet. Well,
5: and they loved it so much. They did it twice, you know, it's great. Mm -hmm. And he's like, man, Mm -hmm. I'm so thirsty.
4: So also, I guess it's better to say that they were kind of ghosts for the 165 years instead of them being in the well for 165 years and then just kind of like rotting and coming out. No, I mean, that would you know, become, they, like they, they were up in the tree. They, yeah. They hung out in the tree, they said. I yeah. don't know why they just hung out in
1: the tree, but they did. Occasionally yeah. they came down and th- they would throw the plaque over <laughs> the wall. <laughs>
0: Sign over the, over the fence. On uh, The 4th of July. Pardon Mister Gates. Gage, this was delivered this morning. Oh, yes, a plaque for the well. Look, honey.
2: It's very impressive. Strange, isn't it? In all these years, no one has ever discovered who those
0: two traitors were.
2: I hope the ghosts don't throw this one over the fence, too. Ghosts. Did you say ghosts?
0: Oh, it's just a legend, Mildred. The ghosts are supposed to hurl their memorial stone over the fence every so often.
3: Yep. Last time was 4th of July. But Mayor Hathaway in the hospital for two weeks. Hit him in the head with it.
4: How come yeah. they haven't tried to get into that mansion before, though? I don't understand that. It took them 165 why years.
5: They, why they never tried to leave or go inside the mansion? Right, yeah, it's yeah. odd. It's an odd, odd choice. Because, I mean, they figure out their ghosts, like, pretty quickly.
4: Yeah.
2: What does all this mean? It was just one answer. One terrible answer. Those soldiers were pursuing us... And we mistook them for Tom Danbury's friends. And they mistook us for traitors. Traitors? Me a traitor? I'm a patriot. I even got a
3: letter from General George Washington to prove it. Uh Uh-oh. I gave the letter to Nora to give to you.
2: Nora? Well, that must be the letter that Tom took from her before she was kidnapped. Kidnapped! Kidnapped!
3: Kidnapped? Nora? Who are they? Where are they? I'll tear them gizzard from gullet!
1: And to and on top of that, it doesn't take them long to figure out that they're not just ghosts, but they're also cursed to never leave the property forever because they're dirty traitors. And the one thing that they prove that they're not dirty traitors, that letter from General George Washington has either just been stolen with the furniture or is in the house that is currently burning down.
2: What happened? I don't know. I can't get through. Something's wrong. Wait. Hear me, ye faithless souls May you lie there in everlasting torment With but one name to identify your rotting bones Traitor And,
3: unless some evidence proves us wrong I curse your miserable spirits To be bound to Danbury Acres Till
2: crack of doom Then you heard it too Oh, I thought it was some horrible dream, but it wasn't We're bound to these acres forevermore. We can't get away.
3: But he also said unless some evidence proves him wrong. Evidence? My letter. My letter from George Washington.
2: That's evidence? Well, that's right. Tom must have hidden it somewhere in the library furniture.
3: Furniture? This is a fine time to think of furniture.
2: Mistress Melody, the
3: Patriots,
2: took it all away. Well,
0: don't give up. Maybe he hid it behind some secret panel in the wall. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Great Beelzebub and little Beelzebub, look!
5: Now we shall be here till doom cracks.
3: Mistress Melody, why didn't you get Paul Revere to help you instead of me?
1: The tree was like really chill. It had like a great like stock bar yeah. and you we know, go like basic yeah. But I would think for 165
5: years, like you'd go do a little exploring. <laughs> but, but no.
4: No, yeah. no. Uh, Mel, uh, Mistress Melly's too busy trying to give Lou Costello a hand job, and he's too in busy a tree. And he, yeah, in a tree, and he's just like, "No, I don't. No, I just want my back scratched. Thanks. <laughs> yes. Yeah, just scratch my back." <laughs> yeah. Do
5: you
0: mind? Mm-mm. This is the first time I've ever put my arm around you.
3: That's right, Melody. Yes, we've been up in this tree for 165 years, yes. and never once did I. What? Never... Melody. Yes. You have beautiful eyes.
0: Oh, my little tinker.
3: Melody, there's just one thing I want to ask you.
0: Oh, yes. If I... Oh,
2: what is it?
3: Melody. Yes. No, I can't. Sounds foolish coming from a fat man.
2: Oh no, Horatio, tell me.
3: You really want to hear it? Yes. Melody. Would you?
0: Would I was?
3: Would you scratch my back tonight? <sighs> That's that not sexual.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so new people move into that in the manner. Uh, right. New Girl move
5: it to the manor and decide to decorate it by leaving all the furniture, somehow tracking down the same furniture that was there ago. That was,
1: was stolen the night of the fire. Yeah. Right. And
5: it's just been sitting in, a, I guess, a hermetically sealed, you know, nothing has aged, everything is fine uh, room for the last 200 years. Oh, wait.
1: It was very sturdy furniture. It was made out of, like, very sturdy things that you can't Did, make, make. Yeah, it. I
4: guess so. Did they just rebuild it from the fire at the beginning of the movie? or or has it been rebuilt before
1: this guy was restoring everything the guy oh, who's moving okay. in oh, is right. he he's
5: been doing like restoration
4: okay. so yeah all right got it okay yeah. nice and uh, cool. he's
1: he's either restored or gotten back any and all of the original furniture from an
4: interior designer point of view this this movie makes more is more clear to me now <laughs> I, lo- okay. you, I love okay i
1: love so he's a tanker. <laughs> he fixes pots and pans she was the fiance of a guy who wound up being a uh, a trader to the United States. Their budget
5: is about $2 million. They want to be near the ocean. They want to be near the ocean. <laughs> they always want to be near the ocean.
1: And they want to have a place where they can sell their, their wine cork bottle <laughs> people. <laughs> right. that exactly. they make. Yeah. <laughs> but they recognize, they're like, all oh, these people are moving in, in our house. We don't like it. And one of the guys with them looks just like, Cuthbert, yeah. the butler that got them into all the trouble.
2: Well, it's part of my family history. You see, it was, uh, oh, 160-some-odd years ago that my great-great-great-grandfather, Cuthbert Greenway, who was a butler on this very estate. Really? Yes. From butler to psychiatrist in six generations. Now, that's democracy for you.
5: Okay, so this is also, this can't, because they mention these Fourth of July parties mm-hmm. that have happened in the past. So people mm-hmm. have been coming to the estate, even though the house wasn't built? I'm assuming yeah. no, more, no one else was living there.
1: Well, right? I mean, it's dampery Acres, which sounds like it's huge property. And if it's right. yeah. that huge property. Because well, the, probably- the big
5: deal at one point is that they're going to open it to the public on the weekends or something. Mm-hmm. Which makes it sound like it hasn't been visited that much before. But then they talk about these parties.
1: Well, just the 4th of July, probably because it's you know, the Revolutionary War. And here's a historical This is where a yeah, battle maybe. happened.
5: Yeah. So people have been around. We're going to come out here for the 4th and we'll sit on
1: the field and get eaten by mosquitoes. I have a plaque thrown on her head. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what was that?
4: I also, oh, uh, Liz, Liz um, pointed out the Rebecca reference at the beginning of the movie. Yes.
2: yes. Oh, uh, pardon me, but didn't I see you in Rebecca? Okay, so um,
1: Gail Sundergaard is, is Mrs. Daffers in this movie? I am, yeah.
5: I made Josh watch the Netflix Rebecca remake. I thought it was he, fine. He, he didn't like it either. I know.
1: Rebecca but- DeMornay specifically said when you make this movie into when you make the story into a movie, it is not a romance. If you make it yeah. romance, I'm pulling my the rights. Hello, everyone. This is Patrick from the future, interrupting to say that Daphne Maurier wrote Rebecca. Rebecca Mornay was in risky business and did not write Rebecca.
4: Oopsie. Back to the show. Oh, uh, see, they made I it had a wrong. So Any questions about it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No,
5: it's true. It was definitely more romantic. But like, who doesn't want to hang out on the beach in Monte Carlo with Army Hammer?
4: That ugly, ugly train wreck of a man who has a face that looks like a pizza topping. That man. The yeah. ugly, ugly army hammer. Just disgusting.
1: So you want to eat his face? Is that what you're saying? exactly are you okay, Joel? Are you okay, Joel? Are you okay?
5: No. <laughs> but but Josh had never seen Rebecca at all. And like Rebecca the original is one of my mom's favorite movies. Yeah. Great movie. So and it's funny because this is what the third thing we've watched recently. Or what, what did we watch the other day that also had a Rebecca Oh, creep show, of all things!
4: Creep show. We're watching
5: Rebecca. Creep show in the first story. Um, the housekeeper's name is Mrs. Danvers. Oh, oh okay, right. okay.
1: Yeah. You're right. right. You're right. You're
4: right. Yeah, the housekeeper is go. Mrs. Danvers. <laughs> yeah.
1: So let go. Oh God, that dance. And Harris Don't does like go. a weird, like rooster thing uh, yeah. with his those, hands. Those, those, the brother and sister in that—they could be at any Pines party on Fire Island, <laughs> just reading paper <people> to filth. <laughs> a you great could put, time. They were. It put gay people into that whole first story, and it'd be the same movie. <laughs> so
4: it'd be the boys in the band. <laughs> we are off topic. <laughs> um, yeah. So. He's, he's kind of... Uh, he's, re- he's restoring the entire place, right?
1: Yeah, and they recognize they recognize his, do- his doctor because he's had some, he's had some uh, psychological problems. His psychiatrist that's coming with him looks just like Cuthbert because it turns out he's a descendant of Cuthbert. So now they're really angry, so they're going to drive these people out, so they're going to haunt the house tonight.
3: Let me go, let me go. I'm going to throw that plaque over the fence. Oh, stop it, Erasure. What good would it do? They'll only put it back. Then I'll throw it back over again. Look... I don't want all those people coming up here and saying, here lie the dirty traders, here lie the dirty traders, here lie the dirty oh, traders. Who? I'm used to well, it. Well, I'm not.
0: Besides, it only happens once a year when they have the 4th of July
2: picnic up here.
3: Yeah, but did you hear what that man said? He said every Saturday they're going to open up the place to the public between the hours of 2 and 4, and I'm just not going to stand for it.
2: But, darling, what can you do about it?
3: I'll tell you what I'm going to do about it. I'm going to make them sorry they ever rebuilt that house.
0: Well, what are you going to do?
3: I'm going to haunt them. That's what I'm going to do.
0: Mm-hmm. You know no self-respecting ghosts do any haunting until midnight.
3: Oh, all right. I'll wait. But tonight I haunt. It's
1: so the first time right. they're breaking the house. Yeah. And actually, the whole scene is delightful. Them like discovering
5: what they can do. In the house. <laughs> yeah, it was so much yeah.
1: fun. Like the, with the electric lighting. The
5: shimmy. Yeah. Shimmy, shimmy. <laughs> I love that. Also, I kind of don't understand because they can. They can go through walls, but they can also just open doors like they can do it all. Yeah. They the rules, hold, are, the rules are the rules yeah, are yeah flaky, flimsy. flaky, flaky, flimsy. Yeah, um, but I do. Well,
1: like, I say the rules are fat. Mm-hmm. So I, <laughs> whatever the rules are, Castell will get them wrong because he's fat. That's usually the rule. The,
4: in the, ga, the gag I keep on loving is just that Luke, uh, where Horatio is kind of like about to go through a go through a door. And then instead, he just like opens it up and walks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he'll do like the big boy. <laughs> yeah. 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 I always yeah. love. That. I always love that. I always think that's just always funny. I like much. that. I, love I
5: also that. love the discovery of light bulbs when he goes to try and light the chandelier yes. and like yes, the wick's covered in glass,
4: glass around the wick.
2: Look. <laughs> What'd you do? Oh, <laughs> well, blow it out. Blow it
3: out. Go on. You blow it
2: up. What What an astonishing idea. probably got it from Ben Franklin. He's always inventing things. Then bumps
5: into it and it's like a, is it like a touch lamp? Is that why it comes on? Sure.
4: One of those, one of those. Oh man. I thought it would be one of those lamps where you pick it up and the switch goes off, you know, because as you put it down, the switch is at the bottom. Oh yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I'm just inventing. I'm inventing appliances right now.
1: (laughs) Maybe. It's
4: just, it's just them
1: getting terrified by the radio. All great stuff.
3: Yeah. yeah.
5: Oh, yeah. The radio. I forgot that was funny, too.
3: Dig up your hands. Yeah. And this time, don't try any disappearing acts. Or we fill you full of hot lead. Mr. Whoever you are, don't get violent. There's his little playmate over there. Get your hands up, sister. Come on. Get them up. You better get them up. They, they, they sound awful mad. OK, Phantom. We want to know who tipped you off. Start singing. I'm, I'm not in good voice tonight. You heard the boss. Sing, come on now, sing out. Drink to, do. to, do. to on. me only with my eyes, and I, I it will cut the Stalin. A pledge with my eye. What's that? A jump. Blow, everybody, blow.
4: Yeah, and that hey. comes back later too, right? Uh-huh. When the police show up.
5: Yeah, when they and yeah. they hear the broadcast. Yeah
4: yeah i like that good callbacks it's a comedy term
5: yeah
4: <laughs> <laughs> or i guess it's a it's a it's what it's a it's a common term no what i do love mrs
1: da- or mrs danvers it's not mrs danvers it's emily
4: played emily. by the fabulous
1: gail sonnard gail sonnard who was like 22 when she shot this
5: really oh my gosh they made her look so dowdy
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. She had a long, 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 long career. She did tons and tons of TV. She did, did tons of TV horror movies. She was in Gargoyles with Bernie Casey. She was in uh, the Cat Creature. Did a whole stint oh, on wow, Ryan's okay. Hope. I want to say, yeah, she was around forever. And That's I heard amazing. P- thinking, thinking. My God, you were hundred years old when you made that movie. Back. Yeah, Those she weren't. looks okay, so old. Oh, oh, they just made you a dowdy lesbian. Okay,
4: yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah she's yeah. great. She's. I love it how she, in this movie she she's kind of like the. She she comes off. She what's the line she says? She's like, "You, uh, I feel them in this room." And then uh, Abbott's like, "No, I don't feel anything." She's like, "You would you would feel the same way if you were psychic like me." And I'm
2: like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah. Did you hear it too? Hear what? They're here. Somebody must have done something to offend them. Offend who? Them from the well, the ghosts. Oh nonsense! There's no such a thing. <laughs> You hear him? (laughs) They're laughing. No, 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 no. You'd hear him if you were psychic like me. Emily, when you came in here, did you or did you not kick me? Certainly not. Uh Oh. Oh, you felt something, eh? Uh, I uh, I uh, thought so. It's you thereafter. uh. You must have annoyed them playing that harpsichord. Hmm?
1: What well did they drag her out of was my favorite one.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What well did they drag her out of? That's great. Zounds! What well did she come out of? Yeah. I love that. Hmm? Yeah, this, this one third of Cerberus we have working for the, for the mansion. <laughs> I, we were having a discussion with a bunch of friends of my, uh, mine about uh, ghost outfits.
5: Yeah, what would your ghost outfit be? Like
4: if you had to have a ghost outfit. Would I have to be prepared and be wearing it in advance?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the whole thing. Then it's going to be my underwear and like a T-shirt because that's pretty much what I
5: well, wear 100% okay. so of the So let's say stuff. it's what you're buried in. So you can like pick it in advance and be like, all right, this thing. Yeah,
4: good call. Yeah. Think about that.
5: Because I, I know I personally want something very dramatic, like a big evening gown, something like with a train. Like yeah. mm-hmm. if I'm mm-hmm. going to do it, I'm going to do it all out.
1: Yeah, in which case I have an answer. I think I would go for the more classic 1960s. Middle-aged gay with a big foppy hat and like the Panama suits. Oh, oh yeah, you know, very Truman Capote. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, that's amazing. Cool. Yeah, that's really cool. I can call myself Tru- Truman Decompo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
5: dead.
1: Can you? Hey, can you?
5: When you uh, leave the room, they're like, "Smells like cigars." <laughs> what was that? That smell.
4: Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Wait, I, I want to. Uh, um, oh, dress me up like uh, in the zoot suit from The Mask. Oh, do you want to a full on suit? The yeah, the, the yellow banana suit suit that that mm, the mask wears. He walked
1: one. the earth in death as he did in life. <laughs> Dressed in the zoot suit. Loud and, <laughs> and ill fitting. Like
5: ideally what I would want is one of those um you know like the old Penoir robes with the big feathers and like the big Mmm I think they just leave feathers everywhere because the big marabou
1: sleeves, yeah. Or,
5: yeah. There's <laughs> like, like little feather Clips everywhere. I
4: think that like I would want to be comfortable. I love
1: you, but Park Avenue.
5: Yes, exactly.
4: <laughs> I would definitely want to wear my jean jacket because I'd want to be like at least pretty cozy. And then, um, can you hear that? Okay, good. Um, I, I would wear my jean jacket so Is I'd he be farting? Cozy.
1: Is he farting? Is no, he farting? it's Is a car alarm that's going outside. Might
4: as well be a big old fart. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'd be cozy in like some sneakers and like my jean jacket and like maybe like one of my my comfy shirts, the shirts that I always wear that have holes in it that you that you always tell me that they're allowed to throw out. Uh huh. Yeah, my Texas chainsaw shirt. Yeah, mm. that's it.
5: Oh, I got you that shirt. That makes me feel good. Yeah,
1: there you go. Nice. It's money well spent. You'll wear it forever.
5: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Good job. Mm-hmm. Good job, me. Okay, back to the movie. Um
1: yes. What I enjoy too is that the the uh, the haunt things that they do are actually actually pretty scary. At least the people that are being haunted. Nobody's playing it for laughs.
2: Take it away! Take it away! That dress! It's haunted! I saw it coming down Haunt the stairs all oh, by itself! Haunted. I did! That's impossible!
0: Oh, it is, huh? How about that hit I got on the head? Uh, yes, see? and
2: what about the tooting in my stethoscope? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, right, stop right. it! Stop it, all of you! I can't explain about the dress or anything else, but I do know there's nothing supernatural about it. And if you don't all stop acting like a bunch of crazy neurotics. I'm going to start acting like one myself.
1: Yeah. These people are actually having the shit scared out of them, but what's going on.
5: Yeah, my my favorite bit is what we were talking about, the dress, the dress walking
2: down the stairs. Yeah. Well, you people can stay up all night babbling about ghosts, but the charming Mrs. Dean is going to hit the sack and I'll take my spirits with me.
1: Hello. That was good. Good evening. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and then the dress just drops. That did crack me up. Like that that's a really good, good. that's a good one. I
1: like that. Uh-huh. Like Marjorie Reynolds running upstairs naked. She never <laughs> has the naked. No, no silk
4: blouse, nothing. Bye. Naked. No,
5: she still has her stockings on. Naked. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh, I love I love the uh, the brandy switch. I just thought that was really mm-hmm. that was really fun. Oh, who, somebody somebody was tooting in my uh, stethoscope. Someone
2: tooted in my stethoscope. Bottles floating through space, glasses filling up by themselves, and somebody tooted in my stethoscope.
4: I, I I was like, did I hear that right? <laughs>
5: <laughs> this motherfucker just say that i mean it is exactly what happens he goes
4: yeah jur, jur, jur. Yeah. Jur, 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 jur. <laughs> yeah i mean this is also when um horatio is really having fun with the hauntings and he's he's being very obnoxious about it which is i would be more upset with just the obnoxiousness of horatio than just like him tripping me and and taking my drinks and shit i just be like this yeah they're not the they're f- not doing animal.
5: anything mean they're just like having fun a little bit yeah right they're just right. like Testing their ghost capabilities,
4: yeah. really, right. more than anything else. They're not like making them uh, hallucinate and have their like flesh come apart in their face, like uh, <laughs> like the scene in Poltergeist where the dudes Throw a baby off a
1: cliff. Throw a baby off a cliff.
5: Yeah, maybe it's because you know this is the first time they've gotten to haunt anybody that they're like really starting out. Like if, if they have been yeah. haunting for a hundred and something years, yeah.
1: if they're familiar with the turf.
5: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Absolutely. They're trying to learn the turf Fair. and scare people tough yeah tough, harder, tough. But- well even the, i mean they know the layout of it it's just that being confused by lights and shit i guess it kind of helps and shins, them.
1: The, some of the stuff isn't in the right place yeah
4: yeah, yeah. i guess they it kind of helps them when they're discovering what uh, uh, the lights turning on and off is when that it's it's a subtle it's the subtle notice of, uh, subtlety of them being like oh the lights are coming off and on that's the small and then just elaborates to like Stealing drinks and the dress and uh, somebody gets hit in the head with a fucking candlestick. (laughs) You know, because, yeah, because then they start trying to murder people. And then you're you're just like, what if this? What if but this why? Guy? Yeah. Hi, this
1: is Patrick from the future. I would just like to say that Mistress Melody and Tinker did not try to murder anybody. They were running from the room in a panic after being scared by the scary radio show. And they just happened to hit the guy in the head with a candlestick. Do not accuse my traitor ghosts that aren't traitors of murderers because they're not murderers or traitors. So shut up. Back to the show. God. They That's weren't. The one,
5: that is the one thing that I thought was like, of course, they want to mess with these people that are there because I guess they're kind of disrupting what they've had. But at the same time, it's kind of like, don't you need the help of these human people in order to get the because the whole point is that they want this George Washington.
1: You're absolutely right. They didn't put that together right away. Yeah. Uh, like, they, uh, it was like they overheard the conversation because they're ghosts and they could be in the room. Like, yeah. But wait, They're talking about this and they're because t- they were talking about those. The people in the well, and if this, anything in the well, it's, 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 it's something in the journal about a letter from General George Washington somewhere in the house. Yeah, they have to yeah. Find put it it. together pretty quickly. Well, not before they have a séance. No, put your hands on the table again,
2: little fingers touching. And we've all got to make our minds perfectly blank. Well, that should be easy for you. It is. It. mirabus, pira cotar, nimbus et Did you feel that? yes something's happening
3: it must be them people down at the house they're up to something again
2: oh something's pulling me me too hang on hang on
5: hang on Yes. Yeah. Oh, the séance. Knock, knock. Thank
4: God we have a séance scene in this Everyone movie. Everyone loves a séance scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I
1: don't know why. I don't know what I'd do
4: with you in a movie without a séance yeah. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of which, have you, uh, Patrick? Have you ever seen Drag Me to Hell? Of course, I've seen Drag Me to Hell. Yeah. Okay. That that séance scene in that movie is pretty fucking sick. I love yes. the séance scene in that movie. Yeah. Speaking of séance scenes,
5: yeah. The the one question I have is, I don't understand why uh, Tinker has to knock on the underside of the table to be. Part of the seance, but it's funny.
1: Yeah. So we could look at everybody's kneecaps. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's just funny. It's just a funnier visual. I, I just love what he's, he's like, under the oh, table. Shit, look at that like, big like, fat guy under the table. Yeah. It's funny because like, oh he's I have fat to get
5: under the table to do this.
1: <laughs> yeah. And he's not fat. He's really not that fat. No, he's really he's not. not that fat.
4: Yeah. He's really not that fat at all. He seems relatively healthy. <laughs>
5: yeah. He does. <is. laughs>
4: I'll put it. Yeah. Let's he's, let's. he's doing a lot of physical comedy work. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's pretty damn healthy.
5: Yeah, he's the we'll say he's the biggest person on screen, but that doesn't really mean much. No. No. Yeah. Um, But I I do love his like scramble to get under the table and do the knocks and everything. It was cute. They're trying to tell us that one of the
2: ghosts is Melody Allen.
0: I don't understand. They're both supposed to be men. Are you trying to tell us that one of you is Melody Allen? (laughs) Oh, now we're all confused. Who is the other one? Who's the other one? I keep telling you who the other one is. It's me! It's me! I wonder how we can get him to tell us who he is.
2: If we knew what their profession was, that might give us a hint. Yeah. You've got it there. Wait a minute. Are you a soldier? Oh. A gentleman?
0: Why not try that
2: old rhyme? The one that has all sorts of people in it. You know, rich man, poor man, beggar man, thief.
0: June, that's a great idea. Spirits of the well, listen to this rhyme. Were you a rich man? Poor man? He was a poor man. That's right. Well, then doctor, lawyer, Indian chief won't apply. Uh, how does the rest of it go? Of uh, tinker. T- wait, wait a minute. He's a tinker. Danbury mentions a tinker right in here. See if I can find it. The shame I experienced because of my treasonable activities was increased threefold when the maid, Nora, wrote me and asked for information concerning one Horatio Prim, her fiancé, who was a tinker. Nora. Oh, Nora, she did worry about me. He had disappeared from the manor on the night of the fire, a similar fate to my beloved and innocent Melody. Oh, Tom. I bethought myself that this must be the self-same tinker whose letter of recommendation... Letter of recommendation? Mm-hmm. From George Washington, I had taken forcibly from Nora and hidden in a secret drawer... Uh, wait a minute. Now, just a minute. Then if the tinker had a letter from George Washington,
2: he couldn't have been a traitor.
0: We're right. You say we're right. right.
2: Uh, uh, don't tell me we're going to spend the rest of the night trying to contact George Washington. Don't you understand? What they've been doing is looking for proof of their innocence. That letter.
0: Of course, that, that, that letter would remove the curse from them. Oh, Horatia! they know, they know. Isn't it wonderful? I did it. Well, he yeah.
4: has to be under the table because when... Um, when um, um, A- uh, Abbott like calls him fat, right? He calls him fat and stupid, mm-hmm. and then he hits him in the he, he kicks him in the knee. Or, so, or he, he punches he, his he knee? He grabs by the junk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he grabs his dick and he pushes him away from the table.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he goes then his dick.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he starts blowing him underneath <laughs> the table. Whoa! This will really. Shorten his straw. I don't know what they say in the forty. Sure, yeah. sure. Real, real, run it up. Brilliant, brilliant. I love it.
5: <laughs> yeah, they. Um, I do like that. Then when they have to run through that rhyme, like, is he fat? Is he poor? Is he rich? Oh, rich man,
1: poor man. Yeah, beggar I mean, man, thief.
4: Yeah.
5: I mean, they're very fortunate that he fell into the categories in those first two lines because I don't know the rest of the
4: song. Yeah, is the, is a line in the song? Are you a tinker? Rich man, poor man, beggar man,
1: thief, doctor, lawyer, Indian chief, Tinker, Taylor, soldier spy. Tinker, Taylor, soldier spy. Like the movie.
4: Oh. That's what it comes from. Yeah, they should have. And the next line is, are you Gary Oldman? Yeah. (laughs) That'd be cool. (laughs) It's like, oh, shit, Gary Oldman. If you're out of any of these
1: things, you must be Gary Oldman. (laughs) (laughs)
4: You must be Gary Oldman.
1: (laughs) (laughs) End of the song. Yeah, Yeah, so they they, they use a seance to figure out who the the ghosts are. And yes, this, this is Mistress Melanie. This must be that tanker. My goodness, this is very exciting. And then... Frickin' Emily has a whole other thing. She's like a whole other thing. She's starting channeling somebody else.
0: Melody. Melody.
3: Her her voice is changing.
2: Oh, it's Tom. My Tom.
3: You were gonna marry her?
0: Start at twelve. Turn twice to three. At ten past one, twill open B.
5: Yeah. Yeah. She just wanted attention.
4: Melody. (laughs) Melody. (laughs) And then from there, it's kind of, we kind of get thrown around in a lot of different areas because... We find out that the letter is somehow it's it's in the clock. right? It's in the, it's clock. In the clock. The
5: one place where Tinker was like, "I know people never hide, hide things in, in clocks. clocks," which I was like, "That's not true."
4: You stupid woman! It would never be in a clock. Let's move. That on. clock has a drawer on the front of it. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's a huge drawer. There's a fucking drawer. There's a huge drawer up under under the clock, and he's like, "No." Right.
1: Well, it's a big drawer. Is that? That it's not you were not hiding it if you're putting it in the drawer. You're just putting it in the drawer then.
4: Yeah. Like,
1: Check every drawer except for that, except for that one, because no one ever puts stuff in clock drawers. Especially <laughs> that clock. Yeah. That clock is definitely not the secret letter clock.
3: In my day, I was the best tinker in the colonies. And there's one thing I know absolutely. No one ever put a secret door in a clock. And it turns out that the secret letter clock
4: isn't even the secret letter clock. The secret right? letter it's clock a, it's is a, a reproduction. reproduction.
1: Yeah. Where does the pollen go?
4: And also we... um we're also, it's got like a code or something or a, a combination. Started 12, turn twice to yeah. three,
1: something, <laughs> something, something.
4: How did we, how did we find that out? How did From we find
1: Tom that out? At the seance. Right. Fucking Emily's just like, oh, bah. that's yeah.
5: right. That's what she was channeling. Big, right. It was
1: a big okay.
4: creepy moment. What was that? Yeah. That's so weird. A lot, a lot is thrown at us during that. Chime
5: th- it, chime yeah. it, chime it, yeah. chime it. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense because he did, he did that at the top of the movie. I remember and I was like, what the hell is he doing setting the clock? I thought he was setting the clock, but they're like winding it. But Everyone pay attention. This is going to be very
1: important yeah. later. Yeah. I'm my, not
5: doing it again. Yeah, <laughs> my my parents have like a, a... Liz,
1: did you get it? Liz, yeah. Liz, somebody wake her up. Liz, did you get
5: that? <laughs> <laughs> my, my parents have a mantle clock like that. That was, you know, somebody's great grandfathers or something. And I remember because they have to wind it every once in a while. They have to like sit there and do it. So, yeah, my, my parents have a clock like that, and then you have to wind it. You have to, like, sit there and do and it. Sometimes I'll be like, okay, it's Sunday. I have to go wind the clock. It's such a weird, like, thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, my parents had a grandfather
4: clock, so I'm well yeah, aware. Yeah. My, my parents, too. They're like, I have oh, to yeah, go wind the clock. They have this huge one. That's right, that big one. That they got in Germany. It's, like, it's it's handmade, and it's, like... It's really beautiful, but my dad's just like, I have to go wind the clock, and this motherfucker is loud and heavy. Yeah, like I remember when we were kids. Like, of course it is. It's German. Every hour, yeah. To
1: know that every second. Of your life is coming to an end, one by one by one by one. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. Are you sleeping? Tick tock,
4: <laughs> You very- should be working. <laughs> I think that's the reason why I sleep so soundly is because I slept through a fucking grandfather clock. That's true. That show. probably is. <sniffs> yeah, the they're time. so loud. But I'm. I'm. I always. Once w- this movie is so short and just throws a lot of twists again, because they're just like, oh, this is a replica of the original one. The original one is at a the
1: museum? museum. It's
4: a museum. The, yeah. the yeah. museum. Yeah. Yeah. And so now we have to now we kind of get into a heist. Yeah. Which I thought was like that's cool. Ghosts but, and people.
1: Da yeah. well,
4: not so much ghosts because like they George, can't get yeah. well, Have fun. Good
1: yeah. luck, George Clooney well, and. You can't tsunami. go by the. It's got to... a. Yeah. bounce back. But... It's hilarious
4: though. Wish you could see it. I love can't, that we're little moment. Yeah, where like the 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 clock goes off in his stomach, and he's just like, "Whoop, well, time to go." He, <laughs> yeah, his eyes kind of match the the gongs. Yeah, I guess. And he looks at his watch. He's like, "Whoop, time to go." Hmm. That museum
1: security needed something to be desired anyway.
4: Yeah, that's true. He's in, he's in the union. Relax, all right? He's got a couple more years till he's re- retiring. Just let him Post have his. at the time were really
1: huge. They were gigantic, like, the size of mini fridges in your chest. So it yeah. would have been totally normal for a man of his age to be walking out of a museum with also, that. Yeah, thing the, the,
4: the, 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 the size of the clock underneath is coat is not proportionate to how the clock is actually it really not, is not that big yeah the proportions he picked
1: up a f- <laughs> few things along the way yeah, maybe, <laughs> yeah, so yeah he, he, the the he was he like oh this things.
4: vase is really cool oh, shit. cool this chair i need a chair my office <gasps> oh
5: that was actually one of my favorite little moments <laughs> at the beginning when the um, when you see all the the british soldiers coming into the house there's uh. one there's one guy you see towards the end and he walks in picks up one chair and walks out yeah. Everyone else is like guns blazing, load up thing. And he's just like, fuck just everything else.
1: But this chair, this, this is all I came for. I'm getting it. It's mine. You guys <laughs> can you have everything else. Walk
4: out the front of the house with one armchair. And it was like my favorite weird little. I like to imagine the extra. The extra is just kind like, of like, oh, yeah, I'm oh. going to take this fucker. And he just like leaves the suit set. He walks out walking. the house
5: and just keeps Gets walking. Gets in a car,
4: drives away. <laughs> with Back chair. to
1: one. Back to Where's, where's you, the chair? Where are you going? Where's the Where's the guy with the chair? <laughs> Jeff. What happened to Jeff?
4: What's his name? <laughs> 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 he just He's still walking. Somebody stop it's him. It on Sunset. <laughs> <laughs> it's, he takes one. It looks like a dining chair.
5: It's like it has like that very elaborate back. just yeah, the one.
4: Mm-hmm. Just the one. That's it. Just the one. That's I all I need. It. Yeah. Just that's all I need.
5: Yeah.
4: It's uh. It's always good. To, I don't want to look. I mean,
1: looting is bad. So I'm just gonna loot <laughs> the one thing I need. <laughs> but man, I've really been looking for a chair for the living room. Oh man. I got, I got George Washington stapler. <laughs> so I'm getting this wife, this chair for me and my wife will sit in an old chair and she'll just be like, well, why can't I sit in that? She'll be like, did you go to that and steal it from did the man? You no, you didn't. Did
4: you steal it from the no. revolutionary mansion?
1: <laughs> there were bullets flying. There were flames everywhere. <laughs> People in wells.
5: I know, the the I chair's probably like singed on one yeah. side. I've it's you got a, a bunch of
1: bullet holes in it. <laughs> <laughs> Women in satin blouses. Nobody knew what was going on. It was crazy.
4: It was crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
5: <laughs> sorry that was just like a really small detail that i thought was so funny and it's weird was really,
4: really funny i, did I like that. that no i do
1: love stuff like that there's a yeah. random sidebar just because it's this kind of a show and a happy birthday to me <laughs> <laughs> has, has he inflicted that upon you yet liz
4: no there's a there's also a, a really cool inventive um like car chase scene kind of when the police come in and oh, yeah. and they and they pick them oh, up the in the movie. house I'm doing i s I'm doing I'm doing a tangent right now. Oh
5: he was doing a tangent. Oh
4: I'm sorry. I'm doing a tangent right
5: now. He's talking about Happy Birthday to me, which is a movie, I guess.
1: Yes, yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, a a oh, slash yes. movie starring me. Melissa Sue Anderson from Little House in the Prairie. Oh,
5: okay.
1: Strange movie. Huh. But uh these kids are having a, a soccer match and it's you know, the the scoring goal is scored and everyone, you know, somebody gets picked up and thing. everybody's cheering. And there's one guy who's an extra who goes up to like the crowd of people picking the guy and he's like, Yeah, guys, let's
4: oh yeah. <laughs> he just kind of
1: walks off camera. I'm like, that was the <laughs> best thing to have in the <laughs> <right."> Like, oh <laughs> fuck, what do I do? I missed it. I missed my moment. And that was the that was the cut that made it into the film. So it's immortalized for all time. That's, That's kind of so awesome. Great. I totally meant to do that. I totally meant to do yeah, that.
5: Yeah, yeah, totally Oh, oh it. It cool, cool. Bye.
4: It's like um in Teen Wolf where the last scene has somebody's flies open. Mm-hmm. I love that.
5: Sometimes it's just it's just how it is.
4: Yeah. Especially um, when you're a Teen Wolf, man. You don't care about that kind of thing, man. When you're Teen Wolf, you live by Teen Wolf rules. Teen Wolf rules.
5: All you got
1: to um, do is worry you about is the, your car surfing. Is
4: that the movie? <laughs> Car surfing? Did they yeah. do that in that movie? Yeah, you yeah, can't put that on a college application. So what are your accreditations? Well, I was in um, I was in 4-H for uh, for a lot of my senior year. And I, and I car surf. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I rescued this amazing chair. I rescued, I rescued this amazing
4: chair. chair and I turned into a werewolf.
1: From a werewolf. <laughs> Fuck you. Not a wolf dog. That's the, 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 yeah, the not a yeah, wolf dog. No, no, <laughs> that's no. different. You'd be looking at these dogs, they'd be like, You're not a teen wolf. What the fuck are the point of you
4: guys? Can you play Stupid basketball? Animal. Oh man, no I what a fucking ridiculous movie that's That's such is. a good movie. I love it.
5: <laughs> but you were talking Very about the car chase, the police car chase at the end. Oh yeah. Which yeah. is so, so uh, great. It's uh,
4: like, again, it's like where this movie kind of still plays with the, uh, the the ghost thing. It's like, all right, yeah, Have you've seen a lot in this movie, but have you seen a ghost drive a fucking car?
5: Well, first we have the moment of yeah. ghost figuring out how a car
4: works very quickly. Yeah. He pushed this and he did this and he turned this. And he wiggled this. And he wiggled and shimmy. this. And he shimmy. Yeah. And he almost tries to run over the police, which I was like, yeah, yeah man, fuck, do it. Go for like, it. fuck it. I'm I'm dead, it's not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you, you hear, yeah, you just what hear. are you gonna do? Put me in jail? Yeah, Horatio being like, um defund the police. He's just trying to <laughs> run over these two cops. <laughs> Yeah, I love that The car just like looping around and going nuts. My uh, my grandma, Eva, when she passed away uh, a couple of years ago, she had all these um, creditors calling my or, or before she passed away, like Phones, my, she lived yeah. with my parents and my and my dad would get all these phone calls from creditors from casinos and being like, Eva owes us two hundred dollars. And then my dad would be like, Mom, you got to pay these people. And then she'd just be like, what, they're going to throw an old lady in jail? That's my favorite grandma quote of my grandmother's. <laughs> well, they're gonna throw an old lady in jail? And she fucking got away with it. She died. She died. She died without having to pay them all back. Yep. Take that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. You
1: could talk to my exec- executors.
4: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? And he, and my dad's just like, she's there's she's dead. Like, what are you gonna like we what, can't pay you? Throw in dead old lady jail? Yeah. What are you gonna do? <laughs> exactly. exactly. What are you gonna <laughs> do? Throw a ghost in jail. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want to get into it, but these casinos make enough money to where they're just like, all right, fine, fuck it. Yeah,
5: they, I think they allow you know, for it. They just
4: allow it. if <sighs> she's dead, like, forget it. All right. <laughs> she, re- she gets reincarnated her ass is
1: ours. Yeah, up. exactly. Mm-hmm. I heard, okay. I heard okay. Eva
4: came back as a wolf dog. <laughs> she, you know, she owes us $200 from the Mohegan Suns Casino. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so she better so be was- one of them wolf dogs that have the little barrels mm. on oh, their like collars with money in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man! Uh, well, like Ted Kennedy has it. Because that dog whiskey. ain't going to heaven. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that was a tangent. Yay! Yeah. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. But talk about going to heaven—that's where that's where everyone ends up at the end of the movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. But uh, my favorite bit in the whole thing is when uh, the cops arrive to take the clock back. They will not let them open it or take anything out of it. Right. So. They're just gonna have to stand there and watch the clock leave the property forever. Bye bye. We can't do anything about it. Yeah. It's very very sad. Until somebody gets the bright idea, let's get in the car. Yeah, <laughs> the car can't leave with them in it.
5: Right. Yeah,
1: that's right. I know
5: it's very clever. I love when the car like tries to leave. It's like
1: yeah, boing, boing. Yeah, poor chief getting his hat pulled down a million times. Yeah,
5: <laughs> yeah. it's a simple gag, but it's a good one. Uh huh. Uh huh.
1: Especially because some of them happen on their own. I'm going. How did you do that? Yeah. Yeah. How did you do that? It's like, you stop it. it's like, I got my
4: fucking handcuffs on, <laughs> dumb dick. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. Me. You, you're gonna you're gonna really pull my hat down right now. I should be doing other things, really important things. I should I should be harassing some skateboarders at the local now, mall. Say,
5: there's no one else in this town. There's nothing for them to do. They're probably really excited. They could go bust up a heist. Yeah, yeah.
4: it's the big clock
1: heist. It's the big yeah. crime of the century.
5: They're gonna talk about exactly the crime of the century. Bullets were whizzing by. (laughs) So I guess flames everywhere. I got a chair. (laughs) I got my chair. I got my clock.
4: Good. Once they once they finally get the uh, the Washington uh, letter out. Hmm. So uh, like uh, do do they? Nothing really else is explained to where they're just like, all right, they found the letter, but they don't do like a cur like a spell or anything. It's
5: but they read the letter and the letter. They're like, oh, oh, they weren't traitors. Like so the it?
1: the undoing of the curse was in the curse.
5: Yeah, yeah. So, until, unless
1: someday some evidence is found that these two were not traitors, then they will they will yeah, walk. And then
5: you just yeah. fling the sign over, over
1: the still crack of them.
5: Fling the sign over the, the fence one more time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. real, old man. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. Um, I I always love a good re, a dead ghost reunion too. With him and Yeah. um,
5: We don't see Tom, though, which I thought was kind of odd. No, but no, but it it
1: makes me. It's the waterworks with the melody. Melody.
2: Melody. Oh, it's Tom. My Tom. Goodbye, Horatio. I'm going to miss you.
3: Goodbye, Melody. I'm going to miss you, too. But don't you worry. Just as soon as Nora and I get set, we'll have you and Tom over for dinner. I'll have Nora bake a nice big angel cake.
1: Uh, you know, yeah. it, it's, ra- it's raining glitter. That's gay heaven.
5: It is raining. Oh, yeah, it does right. rain glitter. It's raining
1: glitter. It's a beautiful shot. Yeah. yeah it is very it is, it's very. It's Tom.
5: Know- my Tom. And she's like, Bye. Yeah. Remember how I thought I was in love with you earlier? That's, that's done. It's, that's okay. Hey, remember that
1: 165 years of friendship that we had? You got to go by Zing. I yeah, got to get also, some D. Oh, no, they're
5: not. I was going to say, are they in different heavens? Because she, like, takes off in a different direction. But... i in rich people heaven. Thank yeah. you. But, but <laughs> yeah. they do talk about having them over for uh, for dinner, heaven dinner.
4: Heaven dinner, sure. Yeah. It's it's sure. it's good to know, too, that, like, I guess, I don't know if it's intention intentionally done because of the budget or whatever, but... The reunions in heaven are kind of two, two separate things. It's like um uh, melody is reunited with the voice in like kind of like we said, gay heaven. And then heaven for Horatio is like the, the pearly, pearly gates.
2: gates yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: keep
4: us apart. Let me in. I can't, Horatio. Why? Uh, it's and it's George Washington's birthday for some reason? Yeah, so he reason. can't go?
5: He doesn't get to go to heaven that day. They're like, mm, sorry, yeah. heaven's so closed. So he's gotta go
4: back down to the well?
5: I guess he's just gonna sleep at the gate? He's gonna hang out, yeah. Yeah.
4: Oh, please.
5: I don't know, but I, I also, that makes sense because you know there's no way that Nora and Tom were like hanging out in heaven. Mm. There's no oh, way. Funny. Hey, remember when you got
1: everybody killed? Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. That but was now fun. it's like,
5: it's going to be like, well, oh. our spouses are friends. So I guess <laughs> when you wrote a up. memoir
1: that you're sorry. Ooh, I got kidnapped.
4: Yeah, I got <laughs> kidnapped. kidnapped,
1: bitch. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. a slave to you. <laughs> hey, to yeah. you. Yeah. You, were, you were, I was, I was your indentured servant, I mean, We were a slave. But now
5: we're <laughs> equals because we're dead. Uh-huh. <laughs> you get,
1: sure you're going to come over for dinner at our place you're going to have a talk no No, I do
4: love this little movie it does make me happy uh, and also yeah. jo- I, I like it how George Washington's birthday is so important even in heaven it's they celebrated closes. in heaven yeah it's cl- like heaven closes like it's a fucking business
1: <laughs> <laughs> well Jesus has got shopping to do man yeah that's yeah. Gotta get that savings at, like, Harrow's for your above-ground pool in heaven.
4: It's President's Day weekend! President's Day weekend in hey, heaven! heaven. $2,000 lease a month on a, a Ford Heaven Fiesta. <laughs>
1: on the 20... 20- Come on down. On the 2021 cloud! <laughs>
5: <laughs> it's it's the day that you go get your mattresses and your cars. Yeah, <laughs> right, 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 right.
1: You get your, you get your harp retuned. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, there you go. Get the, get the latest in robbery.
5: The, exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a
1: fun movie. No, no, no. Liz being in heaven. Like, can I? It, it, is there a rule book that says I can't wear like a little kitten nightgown with marabou sleeves? Is there somewhere? Is it somewhere? <laughs> Look,
5: this is great. This is a great place to start. But I have some thoughts.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, because this outfit not heaven for me. Okay, just <laughs> no, 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 no. the same. Just this saying. is. mm-mm. Yeah.
5: I got some mm-hmm. alterations to be made. Mm,
1: this is Moomoos mm-hmm. or us over here. Okay, yeah. no, sir. No, 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 no.
4: <laughs> Liz Richards, do not do caftans. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> no. I feel like you just wear, like, a Stevie Nicks, like, long, like, flowing robe. Like a big, yeah. yeah.
5: But it, we'd have to do some, again, we'd have to do some alterations. We may need some beadwork in there. We need, yeah. like, a little bit of zhuzh, you yeah.
4: know? Zhuzh.
1: Little zhuzh. Where the zhuzh angels?
5: Exactly. Look, I know. I know there are, are altar uh, tailors in heaven. There, if there's tinkers, there's tailors. Thank and you. so. And hairdressers. And hairdressers. Like just. Man, yeah.
4: All, all the cool people are in heaven. Yeah, for sure. The like people that you want, the stylists and shit.
1: God, at least they're working and they're okay. Yeah. <laughs> End of the shift. Okay, back to hell. Yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you now you go back to hell. Back to hell for you. All right, so back back we're gonna down. send you back. We'll call you whenever we need you. Mm-hmm. Like in six, mm-hmm. maybe maybe uh, two to three weeks. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Thanks mm-hmm. so much. I'm sorry, I
1: can't. I can't really talk anymore. I have all this delicious food to eat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, rich people heaven food,
4: yeah. Mm, heaven. Don't they say heaven?
5: They talk about heaven cake or something at one point. They angel,
4: went, cake. Angel, angel cake, angel cake. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was cute. Devil's food. I guess that would be something else that they'd make down in hell, right? I'm not. I'm not having devil's food. I'm chocolate having chocolate comes cake. from hell. Yes.
5: Yeah, chocolate does come from hell. Sadly, because
4: it makes you feel things. Mm. and angel's food cake comes from heaven because it tastes like nothing because
1: it has
5: nothing to it yeah Uh,
4: come on
1: did i eat something i don't know it would say like an angel fart in your mouth
4: (laughs) yeah if we were all angels there would be no hell that's right you know and that's why we need it we need we need the Mm -hmm. good to balance out the uh the bad Mm -hmm.
2: it's
4: true the outlaws to out to to outlaw the uh the angels (laughs) joel Krebs. Snapple bottles.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like a little Snapple bottle quote for children.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right, Josh and Liz, thank you very much. I think we have done the time of our lives. So, tell me what's going on over at Bloody Date Night.
4: Well, we just uh, we're in our sixth year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we because uh, we just did um, uh, Freddy's Dead, the final nightmare. Uh, in Are you case- okay, Liz? Are you okay? <laughs> I'm all right. She that movie's terrible. Are you okay? okay? She's still with me after all the things I put her through. Mm-hmm. So I mean, in case of people don't know, basically Liz and I, who have been dating when the show started to when now we are married, we I introduce her to a new horror movie each month or each show, and she doesn't really watch horror movies, and I love them, so she just kind of watches them with me, and she and we uh, and she kind of get her, uh, we get her uh, feels feelings about it through each episode. and We just did Creep Show, which is amazing yeah uh i don't know if listeners really have seen a creep show but it's one of the best anthologies ever and um it's really good. He
1: didn't, mean, he didn't mean it, listeners. He doesn't <laughs> think it's you're ignorant. Great. Okay, he doesn't think you're ignorant. I know you've seen Creepshow. We've yeah. all seen yeah. Creepshow. Well, if hey, you I can hold to, your breath. I have to. If you can hold your breath. <laughs> I can hold my breath for a long
4: <laughs> time. Call me Billy. Everyone does. God, Andrew <laughs> Barbeau. God, Adrian <laughs> Barbeau. so good in that movie. Yeah, man, she's... How Adrian, Adrian Barbeau we'd, is... We'd,
1: we just covered the fog last episode. Oh, that's such oh, a... which of course yeah. is Hal Holbrook and Adrian Barbeau. And I just have to say again for Creep Show, was there ever such a thing as a young Hal Holbrook? No,
4: <laughs> he's always been ninety. It's like
1: Bam, I'm Mark Twain. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, he's like, um, yeah, he's like uh, Steve Martin. You always remember him with white hair. Yeah, you know, it's it's a, that's kind of it. He's always been an old. Well, and Leslie Nielsen, frankly, Leslie we're talking Nielsen, about yeah. mm. people who have always looked old. I mm-hmm. guess so. But yeah, Ted Danson in that movie too. Liz is like, I love Ted Danson. Ted Danson
1: and his wig. Ted Danson and his wig. That wig.
5: I know. Is that a wig?
1: Is that a wig in that movie? Uh, That was a wig in general for Ted Danson. Uh, Oh.
5: Ted Danson's soupe was
1: legendary back in the 80s.
5: Yeah, it's it's big hair, so that doesn't surprise me. It's quite Mm. big hair. But yeah, so I don't know what other movies we have coming up in the pipeline because i just sit and watch them so yeah, i, I mean, never know
4: yeah, I, it's usually the day before i tell her but yeah um we just actually just joined the slashing cast network where it's uh it we have um a whole bunch of other podcasts that we do on it so and i i just did a whole um show dead in santa Clara, where we ranked all the halloweens because uh, of the most because uh, of halloween you know mm-hmm. the holiday that just happened <laughs> And we all had an amazing, fun time.
1: With so many intersecting plot lines to follow. Yeah, yeah. I know.
4: Really I know. It was quite a. We were quite in the bag by the time it was over. So, because yeah. we were trying to figure out where we were going and what plot lines to follow. So.
5: Yeah, but. Well,
4: yeah, I just know one thing
5: that
1: you're from Haddonfield, couldn't be
4: proud or can't you? Yeah. Haddonfield's mm-hmm. son. Yeah, so, we, so we're on Slashing Cast now. Um, and uh, we have the Patreon that we have and uh, Instagram. Twitter.
5: We're everywhere at Bloody Date Night, so yeah.
1: you
4: can,
5: we're pretty easy to find.
1: Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining me on this very, very weird week in American History.
5: Yeah.
1: And thank you for not talking about it.
4: No worries. Hey, we're not talking about it at home either, so. <laughs> we're keeping Talking about quiet. what? What are you exactly. talking about? We're keeping quiet. I don't know quiet. what
1: you mean. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm going to go stay at a tree for 165 years. All right, thank you. <laughs> All right, Josh, thank you, Liz. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the wolf dog thing, teen yeah. Wolf, wolf Dog party.
4: Yeah, thank you.
5: Thanks, and don't get bit. We'll try.
1: Because you're too old to be teen Wolf. I'm
5: gonna try to get, I'm
1: gonna, bit. Try to get bit. I'm gonna try not to. Oh gosh, I don't know what happened. Josh got bit. It was oh like my god. Smell. I don't know. It was like somebody pushed him. That was maybe it was I like somebody know. pushed him. I'm, girl,
4: I'm gonna get bit. Don't do, do it.
0: it, girl. I, I didn't. <laughs>
1: my beautiful beautiful screamers that was the time of their lives yay yay and if you haven't seen the movie and I've tickled your fancy you can go find it over on YouTube and hey thank you to Josh and Liz from Bloody Date Night for being exemplary guests once again so don't forget to check their show out too because they are a delightful delightful pair even though I forgot to ask if they wanted to get divorced this time normally that's a tradition but I forgot this time it's okay because it's all about comfort don't be splitting up right now come together right now but not in my ass, because that burns. Those are the original lyrics, by the way. Anyway, what am I talking about? I realized something, and I just told Liz this last night. I said, as I was editing this, I said, I think it's funny that not only, well, we had that trend where all the movies that we talked about had something to do about kids being thrown over cliffs, you know. The Uninvited had one. Trick or treat, her old bus full, full, and Lady and White had kids getting thrown off cliffs. But we didn't have that this time, but I realized something else. I said, you know what? The past two times I've had them on, I've had them on to discuss two of my favorite, favorite movies. Ones that people don't know and that I am very protective of. And I almost don't like sharing them because I'm always afraid people are going to be like, oh, I like that movie. These movies are very special to me. And twice now, I've had Josh and Liz on to talk about these very special movies. And I said, Liz, thank you for being great guests. And also, I, I think this means that you guys are really special to me, too. And she smacked me in the face. I said that was appropriate. No, they're great people. I love them. I love their show. So thank you, Josh. Thank you, Liz. I'm sorry for calling you an ottoman, but I didn't call you a footstool. I guess that'd be gross. I said, Josh, my footstool. <laughs> Get that stool off your foot. It's gross. Unsanitary. What are you talking about, Patrick? I don't know. Okay, before we wrap things up, I just want to say, hey, some of you have been asking, Patrick, where is the Scream Teas shopping list for November? Because a lot of people snapped up stuff in September. Sorry, October, rather. I was very, very pleased. This whole thing about picking making people aware that there's more there than just Scream Queens merchandise. There's all this other stuff that I've personally picked to fit our Scream Queens aesthetic. A little bit creepy, a little bit sexy, a little bit naughty, and a whole lot of cats. People have been responding to that really well. And I said, I'm going to be doing that every month. And then I didn't do it for November because I'm an idiot. So I decided, hey, I'm just going to make a holiday shopping list. And I'll be putting that together. It's not together right now, but by the time you're listening to this, it will be done. And I've decided that the theme for the Scream Queens Holiday Shopping List is Nightmare on 34th Street. So we're going to have a special focus on Nightmare on Elm Street merchandise and holiday merchandise. And smash them all together and see what comes out. That's the goal. That'll be out on Monday along with the show. So you can find all that over at bit.ly slash merchsq. bit.ly slash merchsq. And remember, everything you buy there not only supports the show, a portion also goes to the independent designer that created that particular piece of art that you're putting on a t-shirt or on a phone case or on a face mask to help you keep healthy this season and uh, or whatever. There's so many things you can do with this stuff over there, but go over, find out, check it out once again, bit.ly slash MerchSQ. And before we wrap up, I would be remiss not to give endless amounts of love and kisses to my cohorts in crime over at Squadcast FM. Squadcast is a place that provides remote recordings for professional podcasters. And maybe you don't have to be a professional podcaster, you can be an amateur podcaster, but you can sound like a professional podcaster when you do an interview with people when you use Squadcast. Yeah, Zoom's okay, SendCast is okay, but Squadcast kicks all their ass. It's so easy to use. You get instant backup, so you never lose a file, and their support team cannot be beat. Get answers in an instant. Got a problem? They'll fix it. i tried everything else, and they are absolutely the best. And you can go get a free sample. A free trial, rather, of Squadcast FM. Seven days for free to go play, see how good you sound, by going to bit.ly slash squad queens. bit.ly slash squad queens. And on the other hand, I haven't forgotten the super sexy, lean tight, rough buff, smooth moving, sexy dancing, magic working Jedi Knights over at Captivate FM. Captivate FM is the only podcast host that... Actively helps you grow your podcast, helps your podcast to grow every single week. They're adding new features that are free with the basic package. Sure. You can get free podcast hosting, but you know what? If you're not paying for anything, you're the product. You don't want to be the product. You want to be the star, and Captivate FM will help you be that star. And if you want a seven-day free trial, go to bit.ly slash CaptivateSQ. bit.ly slash CaptivateSQ. Yay! And once again, next time, we are going to be talking about Clash of the Titans from 1981. And as I keep saying, Harry Harryhausen monsters, Men in Loincloths, and Maggie Smith. How... Gay? Am I gonna get? all oh, it is pretty darn gay. But you know what? I'm not gonna be gay enough. So I'm gonna be bringing back super sexy burlesque performer Matt Knife. You remember him from the Witchboard episode, and possibly one other mystery guest that has yet to confirm. But I think it's gonna be a great match, and we're gonna have tons of fun. And do not forget that after that, the movie that I'm talking about is up to you. You everything's riding on you. You have to tell me what scary movie I'm going to be watching and talking about this Christmas. So you need to go to bit.ly slash holiday SQ. That's bit.ly slash holiday SQ and vote for what movie you want me to talk about. And if you don't like the picks that I have there, well, damn it, add your own. You know, Patrick, you throw a whole lot of URLs and it's a whole lot of leads and blarly blars. How can we possibly keep up, kids? Everything I talked about is right down there in the show notes. All you gotta do is go down there and click it a click, and you'll go right where you need to be. Of course, if you wanna get in touch with me or follow me, or do any kind of stuff like that, you can find me on the social medias. Yes, by doing a search on Scream Queens, where horror gets gay. I will be right there on Facebook. On Twitter, which I don't use very much, but I'm there. I'm on Twitter at Scream Queens and Instagram at Scream Queens Podcast. And you know what? Were you aware that there's a Scream Queens YouTube channel? Oh, hell yes, there is. It's been around for a while, and I always forget to promote it. I've been making video versions of the podcast so you can you know watch along Instead, you, you can stay on you can look it on YouTube for a change. It's pretty cool. So go over to YouTube and do a search on Scream Queens and it'll take you right to me. And of course, that's Queens with a Z. If you forget the Z, I don't know where you're gonna wind up, but stick in the Z and you're gonna come right to me. Mm, that rhyme. So until next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, please not only continue to make the world a creepier place, keep it sane this holiday season. I know it's tough. I know this is gonna be weird, and it's gonna be hard, but we all have to dig deep and make some sacrifices for the greater good. So please, celebrate responsibly, celebrate safely so that we can celebrate the next holiday together and not have you in an ICU ward, because that would suck balls, and not in a fun way. And while you're celebrating the holiday safely, also, never, ever forget this Scream Queen's Golden Rule. Because if you remember the Scream Queen's Golden Rule, you automatically will be celebrating the holiday safely. What? What? What is this Golden Rule? Well, I'm going to tell you. It's quite simple. Fight or flight. Survive the night. Make it to the final reel. Wear a fucking mask. Wash your fucking hands. Keep your fucking distance. Treat other people the way you want to be treated. And stay fucking fabulous. Gobble fucking gobble.
4: Eww.